This is Bigger Pockets Daily, where we read you the best real estate investing advice Monday through Sunday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Tyler. And if you like this article, you'll find thousands of others like it at biggerpockets.com blog. But you can't, or at least you shouldn't, be looking at a screen when you're mowing the lawn or driving for deals. So enjoy this show and check out the rest of our podcasts. Just search Bigger Pockets on your favorite podcast app. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com biggerpockets. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yes, I'm afraid of a real estate bubble, but I continue to invest anyway. Here's why. By Scott Trench. Yes, I admit it. I am scared of a real estate bubble, but I'm continuing to invest anyways. Here's why. Over the past several years, I've heard the following claim consistently made by investors both in my home market of Denver and nationwide. It seems by far to have been, and continues to be, the most popular prediction made by investors, both experienced and novice. The market is probably going to reset, correct, crash, fall, decline, etc. over the next 18 to 24 months. Pundits have predicted a price squeeze or bubble that was two years out on average every year for the last six. Don't believe me? You can check out article after article from basically every major media outlet in the U.S. predicting a bubble at some point in the last eight years. I've even compiled a sampling for your reading pleasure at biggerpockets.com inside this article. Some of them include the New York Times, Fortune in 2014, the Denver Post and CNBC in 2015, CNN and Market Watch in 2016. It goes on and on. How long are you willing to wait for the impending market crash? (laughs) If you believe that a market crash is coming, you're either right 
or else you might be waiting a long time to get started in real estate investing. People were waiting for the next crash in 2013, 14, 15, and every year since, up until now. Oh, and of course, there were just as many equally well-written and well-researched opinions talking about the housing market's great health and future growth. These bullish opinions are just as prevalent today. But the point is that I've heard about an impending market crash throughout my admittedly short entire investing career. Let me ask you this. When the next crash does come, will prices drop below 13 levels, below 2015, below 2017 levels? How much do those waiting for a crash stand to gain by waiting it out? And how much will those who own property today lose? How low do prices have to go to eliminate the gains of the last eight years here in Denver? How about your city? I don't believe that these pundits have any real advantage in predicting the market on you or me. The thing is, I don't think anybody knows when the market will crash. Nobody knows if that will happen this year, next year, the year after, five years, or 20. To be clear, I'm not saying that I think the market will continue to go up forever. And the truth is, I'm scared. I'm afraid of two things. One, I'm afraid that the market will crash and that I will lose a ton of equity very quickly. And two, I'm afraid that prices and or interest rates will climb much higher and that I will miss the ride if I don't buy more. I'm equally afraid of both of these things. I'm sure that if you have an opinion on the market over the short to medium term, two to five years, future, you have great reasons. I bet you got a bunch of charts just like those pundits do. I'll bet that you can cite numbers that talk about supply, demand, interest rates, leverage ratios, employment, household income, the stock market, Bitcoin, inflation, the trends of the millennials, the trends of the baby boomers, or something else that's just as important as all of these things. But I'll also bet that the fellow who is just as smart as you, but has the exact opposite opinion, has strong data behind his beliefs as well. The fact of the matter is that if you believe that the market will crash, you could be right. You could also be wrong. Or, and in my opinion, the worst and saddest waste of being able to say, I told you so. You could be right and still lose. The thing is that you don't know which of those metrics and factors will be the lever that actually moves the housing market over the next few years. As I hope I've demonstrated, and I can anecdotally tell you that I've been part of discussions on Bigger Pockets about this very topic since 2014, we hear this song and dance about impending crashes all the time as real estate investors. It scared me when I was talking about starting investing in 2013, and it scared me in 2014 when I bought my first property. It scared me in 15 as I held that first property, and it scared me in 16 when I bought again. It scared me in 2017 as I held those two and bought a third. It scared me as I've bought more since 2017. And it scares me as I just closed on a property here in May. One day, the doomsday prophecies will come true. These pundits and you, if you agree that we are headed for a correction bubble burst, will be proven right eventually. But will that be this year, next year, five years? What if the correction comes in seven years? What if every metric that you can conceive of screams bubble and still prices climb? What if 
the bottom of the correction sees real estate prices and rents much higher than today's. Those sitting out will be right, but they will still lose. That is why I continue to invest, even though I too fear a bubble. I believe that over a long time, horizon, say 20 or 30 years, prices and rents in my market will appreciate at a rate equal to or greater than inflation. And I believe that this will be the case regardless of whether I buy at the top or the bottom of the market today. And I believe that so long as I can ride the tides of market volatility and sustain possible cash flow, that I will not regret my decisions over time. I also believe that I am incapable of accurately predicting when the market will boom and bust. I could be wrong on these beliefs, and I constantly reassess the foundation upon which I construct my investing philosophy. But this is my philosophy and approach for now, and the one I have acted on and plan to continue acting on until I find something better. Given my overall take on investing, I believe that I can maintain a system of investing such that I can give myself reasonable odds of winning financially in all three market scenarios. I win if the market goes up. If you don't own real estate, you'll lose if the market continues to appreciate. I win if the market goes sideways. My portfolio cash flows and I amortize my mortgages and generate a yield, even without appreciation. And I win if the market goes down. I believe you have a reasonable chance at winning if the market goes down, if the following are true. Let's get into these. A, you have the personal financial position and stability in your portfolio to make it even through serious market drops, particularly in rent. This means a substantial cash cushion and substantial cash flow from existing properties. And I have no doubt that a sudden drop in equity will be hard. I try as best I can to mentally prepare for that ride and to learn from folks who have been through the 2007 recession. B, you have the reputation to convince lenders and potentially other investors to invest alongside you when, if, bargains do begin popping up. Guess what? If you own no real estate, you cannot develop this reputation. I'm not investing alongside someone in a recession or depression who has no experience, who owns no rental properties, and yet who tries to convince me that they've known all along that the crash was coming. A very long parade of people have come through the Bigger Pockets forums and every major news company in the country over the past 10 years predicting a crash. I am instead going to look for someone with years of experience and the confidence to say, sure, I've lost some equity, but I couldn't care less. Every month I achieve a 10% plus cash on cash return and I'm foaming at the mouth to buy as much as I can now that I see 20% plus cash on cash returns everywhere. No one can predict when the market will crash, how severe it will be, or what its effects will be. For all we know, we might be in for a run of inflation for three to five years in the double digits. The Fed might have to spike interest rates to 10, 15% or higher to combat it. If that happens, prices might fall in real estate, but rents might skyrocket, meaning that buy and hold investors like me see a tremendous run up in cash flow that we would not be able to realize if we were not in the market the whole time but also realize an uncomfortably low rate of appreciation during that period. To be clear, 
I am not predicting this or any event. I'm just pointing out that this is one of my many possibilities, that I could negate the effects of other market conditions and throw off the predictions of even the best pundits. Why I'm not investing aggressively. Now, all this said, I certainly do not believe that now is the time to overextend. I buy well within my means with a rock-solid personal financial foundation and spend very little on my lifestyle. I maintain a high savings rate and have stashed away a large cash reserve. I also own a large stock portfolio, which, by the way, the pundits were finally right about. For the first time in 10 years, we are seeing a sustained drop in equities. I'm continuing to buy my boring old index funds as this podcast is going on. (laughs) I do this because just in case the pundits are right this time, and we are certainly nine or so years closer to the next correction than we were in 2013, I do not want to be caught with my pants down. But I'm not staying out of the market entirely, regardless of what may or may not be on the horizon. I'm doing this because I believe the best policy is to adopt a conservative winning formula and to apply it consistently. And that is what I've done and plan to continue doing. I do not believe that continuing to buy is any riskier for me than staying out of the market is. Although I tremble with every purchase. Conclusion. So, should you wait for the next market crash? I don't know. Someday the pundits will be right. I've shared what I'm doing and why, and I hope that perspective gives you at least something to think about. I'll caution you, though. I think, personally, that it is unwise to invest a large lump sum of money all at once in a real estate investment. And when I say large, I mean an amount that is more than one to three years of savings, given your current financial position. If you do this, it means that you might be investing in a manner that is unsustainable for you. And if you are investing unsustainably, you risk losing a huge chunk of savings, perhaps all of your investment, and then some, all in one go. I believe my system has a good chance of working for me because I believe that I have an excellent probability of being able to buy similarly sized or larger properties year in and year out in my market and sustain a system of dollar cost averaging. If I wasn't able to do that, I'd be finding another market to invest in developing another investment philosophy, or working on my personal financial position outside of real estate to the point where I thought I could sustain my approach in an up, down, or sideways market. I hope you enjoyed today's article. Remember, you can find thousands more like it at biggerpockets.com blog. And you can unlock new tools by creating a free account at biggerpockets.com. And for another fresh perspective on real estate investing, join me right here tomorrow.